Arenado! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Power through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. Oh, we're going to do you a minute. It doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen in Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Now, if you follow the LPGA the way I do, there are a couple of sisters on the LPGA, right? You got the Achoas. I'm sorry, you got uh, you got the Cordas, right? I guess. What do you mean? You don't know about the Cordas? I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. No. Okay. Yep. You got the Jatenagarns. Okay. Uh-huh. Right? Aria and I think it's Moria. Nice. Right? And so I couldn't help thinking about that yesterday as I was watching Mora and Shannon really tear it up <laughs> yeah. at Top Golf. Mora, you know, great job. I mean, two people... Uh, what do you think the height difference is? Between- What's the beauty of the game of golf? It's not about height. I you know. know. It's not well, about- that's sort of the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Is like all shapes and sizes. Golf is very welcoming to a lot of different uh, people. And right-handed, so, left-handed. It was a blast watching yesterday and having a great. She told us she had never before picked up a wow, star. Great. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Legit golfing future ahead of you. All right. Maybe not LPGA. <laughs> That might take a while. Shannon, it's hard to get there. Somewhere on the interwebs, there's Mike Salk's first golf experience. Yeah, and it was bad. It, it, was, it, it was not half as good as you did. It was out in Suncadia. It was and, ugly. Uh, yeah. It wasn't you yesterday. You had Whew. a really nice swing. Well, thank you. It I'm was just fun. happy nobody got hurt. <laughs> Is this something you will do again? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. I think we got Shannon hooked. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Uh, we've been hooked down here. I mean, this has been great. We talked to Eugenio this morning. And uh, he was just about to go over and do a Celine Dion impression. Did you get to hear any of it? Yeah, I stood outside, and I actually saw some of the sound check when he was in there practicing. And that, I think he told you, that is his karaoke song. He loves to sing. He loves karaoke. We've seen him serenade Perry Hill out on the field before. (laughs) Uh, Heard from teammates, big karaoke guys. So um, he he loves to sing. (laughs) Uh, yes, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, they actually put a band together. We've had musicians in the clubhouse before, but I heard something and I tweeted it out there and saw something I've never seen before in a clubhouse that was most impressive. Uh, and, and this group had Penn Murphy, who is a legitimate guitarist. He mm-hmm. takes his guitar on the road and you hear him sometimes and it might be in a hallway playing or out on a bench out in front of the hotel. It's pretty cool. Uh, Pete Woodworth was on the bass. He also I saw plays, him warming up yesterday. Yes, he plays uh, all sorts of different he sounded guitars. Yeah. He's good. I think it was Praylander Baroa on the drums. I got a drum set in there. Justin Novak from the analyst staff. He was kind of the ringer. He was playing the keyboards. And uh, Gino was rehearsing My Heart Will Go On. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I just said that. All of a sudden, uh, the piano started, if you're familiar with jazz at all, started doing the opening riff to take five. Mm. And I, I turned to uh, whoever was standing next to me and said, yeah, that'd be really something if all of a sudden, because uh, there's a saxophone in there, they started playing Take Five. It's a saxophone. Harry Ford is a saxophonist, right? Dave Brubeck. And wouldn't you wow. know it, the kids started playing Take Five. Wow. Yeah, it was good. Wow. He, he was he was legit. So yeah. yeah, add that to the tool bag for Harry Ford. You know, he's, he's like holding his own with the big league catchers right now, taking it all in. About to go to the WBC to play for Great Britain. 
and uh, apparently he can take a saxophone with him. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I don't know, Shannon, all your years of covering this team, how you go about kind of processing these games or these weeks or this month. Uh, we're here a week, so I've got a week of some notes here. And to certainly feel a little differently about some of the guys or experiences five days in. You're now a couple weeks down here. You've seen these guys play a little bit more than we have. You've seen the cages behind the scenes. Uh, do you kind of take a look back every week? Do you process on a daily basis? How do you continue kind of your evaluation of, I guess, the personnel and the in the direction here week by week? I really kind of keep it focused forward because that's what's going to matter the most. You know, it, it, it is about results at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And so the things that, you know, will surprise me early on in the good department, you do look for them to continue, but really it is where they are at the end. And you do have the first impressions, like we are all very happy with what we have seen from Jared Kelnick. Um, uh, Emerson Hancock opened some eyes. He's a, a prospect who saw his kind of the shine come off of his prospect star due to just not being able to stay out in the field a lot. And his first outing was fantastic. Uh, you, we got our first look at Bryce Miller, who we wanted to see. Uh, so th- that kind of, for me, is... Mm-hmm. It's always pointing forward. <laughs> it is always pointing forward because it just as the season is. and uh, So for me, I'm not going to... Not really, I think is yeah. probably the good answer right there. What did you think of Logan yesterday? I think it was a very first outing. And what really struck me about that, because we were all excited to see Logan Gilbert because he's got this new splitter that, by all reports, is fantastic. I'm not going to say he's a game changer for him, but definitely a game enhancer. Supposed to be a big swing and miss pitch for him. And he did use it against a righty. It's one that he would typically use against a lefty more often. But what the heck, toward the end of his outing, uh, Cal called for it. Uh, a 3-2 count against Fernando Tatis Jr., and he got a strikeout on it. And it was kind of in and out before that. But uh, what struck me was, yeah, he was he didn't have the fastball command. It was <laughs> Tucker's chasing birds. Nice. <laughs> there are no distractions nope. around here, uh-uh. none whatsoever. Um, but what struck me is, is uh, for everybody who's saying, yeah, the pitch clock isn't a big deal, I think in that first outing with pitchers, yep. they yep. are noticing it. And yep. so I think that Logan was a little bit off yesterday, and I think that probably was because – even though he said, no, there's nothing to it, he also mentioned, yeah, I did notice that I was going on 13 or 14 seconds, and we have all this time. So I think they've all been a little bit rushed yep. with it the first time out, and then they And he seems like adjusted. he strikes me as somebody that might be a little more effective than others. Because, yeah. There's a thinker, right? There, he's processing, he's thinking, thinking there. et cetera. Yeah. So. yeah. Hey, do wins matter at all down here? Do you think it matters at all? No. Zero. Zero, not a zilch, nothing. It's nice to win, to have a good feeling about it, but I even think that if you're a veteran out here, I, you have no idea if they've won or lost the game that day. When is the WBC, when do these guys that are playing in, and there's quite a few of these Mariners from Canada to Great Britain to Venezuela to the Dominican all over the globe. Uh, I know they're not traveling uh, to those places. It will, it will all be uh, closer than that. But do they start heading out here pretty soon? Uh, they've already, one has already left. Matt Festa, because he's playing in Taiwan, he's playing for Team Italy, and that's where his bracket is. So huh. he left yesterday. Wow. 15-hour flight. Um, so I oh, think he's no, there now. Um, and then you'll see the fifth and the sixth are when you will see the guys go. The guys who go to Miami will probably go a day early. So that's this weekend. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. How do you think? you think that will have any effect, impact? Not at all either? No, Zip, zero, zilch, not healthy, a No. I mean, we've been through this before. There have been other WBCs, and it's. I, I think it's an, a little bit of an easier day for them as... Hi, Tucker. Oh. 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 
Tucker wants Shannon's baked goods. Oh, we see Tucker likes what's a little, happening here. Tucker likes a little brown uh, butter blondie. He's just had a visit from uh, Tucker. Uh-huh. Can he have any of that? I don't think so. No. That's not that's good. Not that's, we got turkey oh. meatballs in there, buddy. Go yep. follow Divish. Wow. All right. Wow, that's what happened right moment. there. That was a moment. That was a moment. <laughs> that was one of the highlights here of camp. Now Rick Riz is heading over, too. He knows about yep. him. Um, no, we've been through it before, and I think their days are a little bit more normal. A spring training, you've heard, Brock, is too long for everybody, especially yep. the hitters. And this gives them, they can get their work in. The most important thing, the thing that you don't want to see, is players go to join their team's country and then not get to play. Right. Because they do need to get some at-bats. They do need to throw some innings. But they can get their lifting and anything else in early in the day. Shannon, I got stumped yesterday. Mm-hmm. Stelton stumped me. I went on with Wyman and Bob and had a good conversation with those guys. And then Bob asked me, is there anything down there that's concerning? Is there anything that's not going as well as maybe you'd like? Is there anybody you're looking at and kind of worried about right now? And I, I got to tell you, I couldn't come up with anybody. Maybe there is something that I'm missing, but mm-hmm. the team right now, knock on wood, is reasonably healthy. Guys seem to be kind of slotting into what you'd like to see them do. Is there anything that you're concerned about? Two things, and they're not huge concerns. I think they'll turn out okay, but we do need to – in this next week, see both uh, Andres Munoz and Paul Seawald get it, start to get into games. If not this week, then next week. Uh, and so far, everything is fine. Seawald is throwing the live batting practice sessions. Munoz is not as of yet, but from what I understand, there's no con- uh, concern. We've seen him throw the bullpens. Looks good. The velocity. His issue was an ankle, right? It wasn't, are, it wasn't an arm. There was a surgery. Yeah, it was a foot. But, uh, you know, he hit 99 in, his, in the bullpen the other day. So, you know, he's on track. The other thing, and this will be a concern for all year. Uh, Dylan Moore is your backup at shortstop. If anything happens to him, it's pretty thin at that position. If anything happens to JP and to Dylan Moore, uh, Dylan should be getting into a game within the next week as well. And he's also playing a big role in that platoon over at second base. So, um, you got to keep him healthy and keep JP healthy. But, but I think those nobody, are the two most uh, those important are fair, things. Yeah, right? those, are, I mean, yeah. those are guys mm-hmm. that, that that you know they haven't gotten in yet. But I don't know if I'm concerned, but I get your point. Is there anybody who doesn't look good? Anybody who looks out of shape? Anybody who looks like we're – I can't come up with anyone. This team right now looks anyway as of March 3rd. Like they could play tomorrow. Like they're in a good spot. Yeah. Uh, and I think what we're seeing right there is particularly with those who are coming back, that's what – last fall that's what october did for you Mm -hmm. you know they're focused on that you have a little extra when you do your work in the winter especially losing the way that they did and i they're exactly what i would expect them got a taste of it yeah speaking of a taste i just got a taste of shannon's brown butter blondies which i've had before is that what they call brown butter blondies Mm -hmm. they are ridiculous shannon you are the queen you are the best (laughs) thank you tremendous tremendous baking tremendous golf and really fun sitting down chatting with you every day this week at 8 o'clock. So thank Love you Love having it. you down here. And again, if Kathy Cangiano is driving Catherine. in right now, two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Like, the, two like Arnold weeks. Schwarzenegger two in that disguise says in Total Recall, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Get ready for a surprise. All right. We got Cal Raleigh who's going to join us in 20 minutes. Thanks, Shannon. It's Brock and Salt. Seattle Sports on 710. SeattleSports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. 
Well, it wasn't the greatest game the Mariners have played so far in spring training, but we did get to see some nice moments. Certainly Eugenio Suarez going yard and doing it to right center field, just showing how much power he has. We were talking to him for a few minutes before he jumped on here, and you can see that guy used to be a shortstop. He's gotten bigger. Yes. Right? I mean, he kind of did what Kyle Seeger did when Seeger made the transition from second to third. He put on a lot of weight, mostly in his lower half, in good way. I don't, I'm not yep. taking a shot. Power. He got bigger and stronger, and it sure seems, whether it was on purpose or not, that Eugenio has done the same thing, and he agreed. He's the third baseman now. He's not a shortstop. He doesn't need to play there, and he doesn't need to be as quick. He needs to be big enough to hit those home runs, and you get to see it yesterday. His ability to drive it out to right center, pretty impressive. Yeah, I'll be kind of curious to watch him if he sprays it a little bit more i think he will i mean that's what you saw him do in the playoffs last year and that's yep. what gives me a lot of confidence for him yep you all saw him yesterday make a tremendous defensive play and, and that's probably been the one thing this week after we chat with cal raleigh here in about 20 minutes 15 minutes um i, I do have some thoughts that have been percolating over the course of this week marinating as they marinating. like to say yeah, yeah. kind of kind of marinating and uh, I'll, I'll give you a few more of those but i, I will good dry rub but i will say like we we it is so easy yeah great dry um, I'm more of a Yoshida's wet kind All of right. guy. But anyhow, we we have talked so much about pitching and pitching and pitching, and right, rightfully so, and hitting the numbers and all these things. We just don't talk much about defense. Kind of like we don't talk about special teams in, in football nearly as much, but the impact it has. But I'll tell you, man, and, and, and Gino said it, and Colton's going to say it at the end of this year, I'm sure. Perry Hill. He changed my career. Maker. He's a big difference maker. And uh, yesterday, Gino, a great play defensively. Colton got to a ball defensively. You want great pitching, it's usually paired with great defense, too. Here's the second thing you need to know. Busy week now at the Combine as the Underwear Olympics are in full sprint. Saw guys running yesterday. Measurements as well. Will Anderson, if you're interested, 6'3 and a half, 253, ran a 4'6940 and apparently owned the pass rush drills, according to our guy Matt Miller. As for Tyree Wilson, he's bigger. He's not doing drills right now because he's still coming off the foot injury, but 6'6, 271 with an 86 inch wingspan. That's absurd. Mm. Just a big dude. And so, yeah, I'm sure Schneider is taking all of that in. We keep hearing how interested they are in the quarterbacks. Still not sure. I'm totally buying that. Certainly not at the number five pick. Uh, John Schneider, of course, joining Wyman and Bob yesterday and explaining what he's up to while he's there. Definitely all of it. It's meeting with uh, other general managers or other, uh, you know, other cap guys, personnel uh, directors, uh, you know, trying to figure out what the, the, the uh, freight market landscape is going to look like, uh, setting up, um, trying to set up possible trades, uh, trade scenarios, uh, you know, whether that be, you know, uh, in the, you know, on, you know, setting up for draft day or just in the offseason in general, uh, trying to figure out, you know, what people's caps look like, cap casualties. Um, yeah, just really trying to get a lay of the land. And from a percentage standpoint, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely like a, uh, you know, seven o'clock till, you know, call it three o'clock type of uh, process. That's 20 hours. That's 3 o'clock a.m. And when you listen to John Schneider, it sure sounds a lot like the conversations we have with Jerry Depoto. We see the tip of the iceberg. We'll see a trade get done you know, for Teoscar Hernandez. You don't see the bottom of that iceberg in the amount of hours and weeks and months and sometimes years that are spent cultivating relationship and connectivity so you can pull off a trade and make those kind of personnel moves. So, yeah, a lot goes into it. Just general theme overall. Day one yesterday, the DBs are running today in Indianapolis, and this is a loaded corner class as well. But day one, 
bigger, stronger, faster, man. This game continues to evolve. And if Pete Carroll has said to Mike Salk once, he said it a hundred times. Mike Salk, there's not many 280-pound men that run 4-5-4-6 like Aaron Donald. Well, sorry, Coach Carroll. There were a couple of them, again, on display yesterday and will be in the years to come. Here's the third thing you need to know. What are we, under four hours away from the NHL trade deadline and still a whole lot of nothing for your Seattle Kraken. Everybody in the East seems to be loading up. The West been a little quieter, but Kraken haven't done really much of anything short of trading for a depth defenseman who's barely seen the ice since they got him a couple of weeks ago. So Ron Francis has options. He could use power play help. He could use uh, someone to protect Matty Beneers. He could use a legit number one goalie. I don't know if any of those things are going to be available before the trade deadline, but those are all certainly needs. In the meantime, they've bounced back, right? They lost three straight, which stunk. They beat St. Louis, and then last night, a nice win for them over a pretty good Detroit team. Two for McCann, two for Bjorkstrand, including the over time winner tough night though for mark jones he was benched after giving up three goals group hour came in to clean it up okay and a, a quick little shout out okay i'm gonna get this off uh, one time uh current if you're listening right now i'm gonna just he's really mad at me uh, i've ruined our friendship because he's put he's at times my social media manager and he's got a tweet already for me and wanted me to tweet about wazoo 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 okay the wazoo men's and women's basketball teams finished ahead of UW for the third consecutive wow. year. And in particular, last night, Cammy Etheridge, the coach at Wazoo, biggest win in program history. They beat a number three-ranked Utah, possible number one seed. They beat them in the tournament. They're going to go to the tournament, the Lady Cougs, for the third straight year. Job well done on the Palouse. Very cool. There you go. That is everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour. All right. Coming up next, and I, I just want to again thank our friends, Kitsap Credit Union, Alaska Airlines, for helping us here be down here for this week and all the interviews and all the access and all the behind-the-scenes uh, behind information we've been able to glean. It has just been an absolute blast. But I don't know whether anything has produced a bigger smile than the one Justin had when Cal Raleigh sit down, sat down <laughs> with us to tape this interview yesterday. He was, uh, he was glowing. I would say. You guys have said kindred spirits a few times. I feel like that. Cal's mine. Yeah. That's mine. I would He's say your that, spirit animal. Yeah. There's a there's yeah, power, power animal. You've got a good power source. Go and power animal. <laughs> well, we found out some interesting things about him, about his family, about how he handled being down in the dumps last year. That's a little big dumper pun for you. Well done. And even nice. his childhood hero and what it was like for him to meet him. See if you can guess who it is. It's coming up next. Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Well, we've been waiting on this one, and great to have Cal Raleigh with us, the big fella, Mariners catcher. How you doing, man? Doing great. How are you guys? I mean, we're great. What could be better? We're a little bummed out. Today's our last day down here. We'd like to kind of do a few more weeks. And oh, that would be nice. I know. You're going to miss the, the good weather. You got, you got all the cold and That's why windy we're days. We're trying to help you out. Right, see, if, see if we can do a little bit. I mean, bit. 38 in, in the morning yesterday was, was, was a, lot. <laughs> a little cold. It was a little, <laughs> a little chilly. How are you doing? How, how are you feeling? How's the, how's the thumb doing? It's great. We know we, uh, we got the surgery done, you know, right after season, which was kind of a big thing. We didn't want it to linger. And I uh, got down here early with the training staff, and they're great. And, uh, you know, we've uh, been rehabbing and making sure everything's good to go and catching, hitting. Everything's been going good. You're a pretty modest guy is, is how you strike me. Not, not somebody who likes to brag much. How much did it hurt? 
last year. Come on, be, <laughs> it be didn't, honest. It didn't feel good. I can tell you that. When you know, doctors <laughs> always ask you, scale of one to ten, how bad is the pain? Ten being the worst. How bad was the pain? It, it was pretty bad. Um, you know, it, it didn't feel good at all. Uh, but you know, we we kind of managed it. You know, numbing definitely helped. Uh, but um, you know, it, there's some things that you could, just couldn't avoid. You know, like a, a sinker running to the left. You know, can't avoid that, and you know the thumb's gonna gonna kind of wear that. So, but you know, it was it was worth every every second of it. So you know, to to clinch, to go to the playoffs, to win in Toronto, the whole thing it was it was worth it. And I'd do it all over again. Had you battled an injury like that before? Um, I had a few in college. I, I wouldn't say anything that significant, especially that required surgery, but. Uh, you know, I wasn't. I definitely was going to miss any games, mm. especially down that stretch. So, didn't want to. You know, what's been cool about this week is just about every teammate we've had on, uh, we've all asked the same question. You know, when you're old like Salk and I, and you look back at the 2022 season, what was the moment? You know, what was the moment that jumped out to you? And I think to a man, Cal, just about every one of them, right? Mm. I don't think I'm exaggerating here. I think to a man, every one of them said. <laughs> Yeah, Cal's home run. Yeah. I mean, Logan bragged about jumping over the railing. Like, he thought that that picture was as oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, he, he tried to do that. He said it was sort of his moment. Trying to say, yeah. say he was kind of athletic in that moment. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly what he tried to say. Like, really, my moment, jumping over the rail, was about as cool as Cal, uh, Cal shot. But, you know, how often do you relive that moment? Do you think about that moment? Or are we on to... Cincinnati, as Bill Belichick used to say. Yeah, I mean the, the the pro answers say, "Oh, we moved on to New Year," but at the same time, it's like, how can you not, you know, think about that moment, go back and kind of relive it, and especially with how special it was with you know all the fans and my teammates and the whole organization. It was amazing. It was a great night, and you know there'd be times where you just sitting scrolling on I don't know Instagram or whatever, and it pops up <laughs> or you know something like that, and. uh but it was super special, and it was it was an awesome night. Could you feel that coming? <laughs> no, there's no way I could have. <laughs> there's no way I could have told you that was going to happen, especially you know after that kind of slow start early in the year, and you know getting optioned, and it was a, it was a crazy year. Talk, was, talk about from top to the bottom. So this has to kind of surprise me anyway. But when Brock said we asked all your teammates about their favorite moment from last year, kind of surprised Tay Oscar said it was Adam Frazier's hit. <laughs> <laughs> How, yeah. how much grief has he taken so far this spring? It's funny, you know. We do a bunch of, you know, we do some cool interviews in the in the locker room, try to get to know guys, do some kind of fun things in there, kind of lighten the mood. And you know, it seems like almost every guy that goes in there, like, what's your favorite, you know, baseball moment? And uh, a lot of guys say uh, popping champagne in Toronto. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had to go, I had to agree with them. You know, that was such a special moment. And, you know, it's kind of funny. He was on the other side, but we're glad to have him now for sure. How did that turn happen, Cal? You get you get sent down you get optioned down it was a struggle early right and then you really didn't have much time in Tacoma to fix or, or reevaluate with the injury you're right back up to Tom uh, how, how did that is you now you can look in the rearview mirror a little bit how did that turn so quickly yeah I think it was just having a good you know tight-knit support staff around me I think uh, you know my, my dad's a big supporter of mine he helped me get through a lot of that stuff and it wasn't easy you know getting sent down the first time you know I've really ever been told you know you're not good enough and you know you could kind of take it two ways you can kind of pout or be down on yourself or you can kind of look yourself in the mirror and you know kind of man up and just say you know i gotta get better i gotta make some adjustments and you know that's what i had to do so what does dad say you make that call <laughs> to dad and let him know you coach been... dad a coach oh yeah 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 there he coached college for a long time yeah. uh yeah. played minor league baseball as well yep so you make that call back home to dad and say hey i'm, I'm 
you know, I'm out of the show right now. I'm heading back down. What was that conversation like? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was kind of feeling down on myself, kind of, you know, pity party. And, uh, you know, he, he wasn't having it. <laughs> so, you know, I was trying to, I was like all upset and everything. And, you know, he wasn't having it. He's like, yeah, you, got, you have a job to do. You have to, you know, kind of, uh, like I said, look yourself in the mirror and, um, you got to make some adjustments and, you know, this is, this is, uh, just a bump in the road and he was very positive as well. You know, it wasn't yeah. just, you know, kind of talking down, but he was very positive and he believed in me and, you know, sometimes out there on the field, you know, you kind of doubt yourself or whatever. And, um, you know, he's definitely my biggest supporter. Have you ever met Jason Veritek? I have. Was there a connection at all? I mean, I watch you play. I grew up in Boston. I can't help but see the comp with Jason Veritek, the build, the switch hitting, the leadership, all of it. I mean, it just feels so natural. Yeah, he's my favorite player. So I was a diehard Red Sox fan. My dad played in their organization a little bit. He's from Vermont. So, you know, Nesson, it's a big thing. Um so he was what I wanted to be. He was the captain. He was switch hitting catcher. You know, he had the goatee, like the whole thing, like, you know, everything. And I was a huge fan of his. And actually, cool story. I got called back up. Chris Negron, our first base coach, he played with him a little bit. And uh, I guess kind of some spring trainings. And, you know, I was always really nervous. I didn't want to go talk to him. I didn't know if he was busy or whatever because he was in the bullpen. And uh, got to meet him, got to talk to him, asked him a few questions. And uh, Negron, come back in the last day from the series we had there. His, when he had one of his jerseys hanging up in my locker. He signed it out to me and everything, and um, it was super cool. And I was, wow. you know, I gave him a big hug after that. I said thank you. So you know, he's the first guy to win the uh, Little League World Series, College World Series, and the World Series. Uh, yeah, didn't uh, Conforto do that? Too? He may have done it later. Yeah, yeah. I think. He, yeah, but that's what, that's, that's leadership, pretty, right? That's, I mean, yeah. doesn't that say it's something? It's a winner. It's a winner, and you know, that's what that's what everybody wants to be. You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, individual stats are great and all, but. You know, everybody loves a winner and somebody who can, you know, help their team and city, you know, win games and championships. How much different is this camp for you after the whole experience of last year? If you were to, if we were to sit down with you last year and you would have sat here, how much different would have looked, sounded, felt? First of all, he already would not have said this many words. <laughs> well, we yeah. talked to you a year ago or so. There were not this many words out of Cal Raleigh. Let's start no, that. You're right. You're, you're right. feeling a little more comfortable now. Well, yeah. someone new is here. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe you it was two me. were here. Maybe it was me and yeah. Justin. That's he's, possible. He's a college football fan, right. so what can I say? No, I grew up watching him on <laughs> oh, TV. No. I, was, I was huge college game day, ESPN, no, all the games. No, I watched no. every game I could. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's going to be like Ryan Garko all over again. No, no, no. No, no. Uh-uh. So how much different, you know, I mean, do you feel just one year ago? Uh, it's a lot different. It's, um, you know, last year we came to camp. It was a shortened camp because of the, the lockout. And, uh, you know, there's three catchers. And it was kind of like, all right, whoever does the best, you know, we're going to kind of take that and run with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, there really wasn't even a clear winner out of camp. You know, we had to go play in season. And we had for the first three games, there was three different catchers. So it was a lot different. I was in a lot different kind of mindset. Um you know, I was trying to win a job. You know, I don't know. Uh, and there wasn't really more. It was a lot of process. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Here now, I can kind of you know get my feet wet. I can kind of take some time. I can make sure I'm ready to go. Maybe work on a thing or two in the cage. Take into the game. See if I like that or you know take an approach kind of like that. But you know, it's it's kind of night and day mm-hmm. difference. What is it like managing and catching this staff? 
Uh, it's it's not easy, but it's great. I wouldn't. Why tr- isn't it easy? You know, it, it's never easy managing or leading a staff. So it doesn't matter. You know, I don't think it matters what team you're on or, you know, what kind of guys you have or anything. You know, you got what do we have 13 different pitchers 13 different personalities so um you know you got guys who are quiet you got guys who like to talk you got guys who you know are kind of hardos you know need to get going <laughs> guys who kind of need a pat on the butt so you got so many different personalities you got to deal with you got to kind of reel some people in and um you got to communicate i think that's the biggest thing communicate with the coaches you know the pitchers um get on the same page as them and you know try to get them to trust you i think that's the biggest thing i think that's the biggest thing from last year this year actually if you're talking about camps you know last year i think a lot of pitchers didn't know me didn't really trust me i think this year a lot of guys uh mm-hmm. trust me so what do some of these guys need what does logan need that's your guy what does logan need uh, <laughs> uh logan you know he's he's a different kind of cat so he's uh oh i know he'd be arrested on the street corner <laughs> doing some of the stuff he does over here all his weirdo he looks movements. like a psychopath with yes. a medicine ball he has yes. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go take a knife and pop it so he doesn't <laughs> have to see him with it anymore so i always make fun for it but he's he's awesome you know he's he's one of the most prepared guys i've ever played with he definitely put in some work this offseason i mean he didn't look great today i mean but the bullpens he's been throwing he looks it looks like nails, and we're really excited to see what he can do. We did a, a little word association with Robbie Ray, and I'd be kind of curious to do it from your end. Not with all 13 guys. We'll just go the the top six, um, this, the, the six starters. So just one word. Yeah, we got just a couple minutes here. Uh, just one word to describe each of them. We'll start with Luis. One word. I, uh, that's all I get? Just one? One, two, three, whatever, you know, if there's a phrase. Luis, I mean, okay. I mean, I would, obviously the word would be rock, but, I mean, if I'm going to get creative, I guess I'd say just stuff. I mean, I've never seen a guy who has that kind of stuff and balls that go just four different ways. It's it's amazing. Left, right, up, down. Like, And, you know, with him, we, we game plan with everybody. But with him, you know, it's like almost like, you know, does he even need the game plan? I mean, do I really even need to go in and try to game plan? But he's, that's how good he is. Robbie. Robbie's horse for sure. You know he's he's uh, he's been in the league. He's been doing it for a long time. He stayed healthy. He knows what what it takes to you know have a great season, have stay healthy, uh, kind of lead a staff. And you know I've learned a lot from him, and he's a lot of fun to catch. Kind of reminds me of Rip from Yellowstone as I see him around here. Yeah, a little bit. Little Love little that rip. show, uh, Logan. Logan's a dork. Yep. I think that's <laughs> what that Robbie said. Yeah. Logan. <laughs> what, no, Robbie called him a goober. Yeah. Goober. That's Same a good thing. one. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. Dork goober. Yeah. You know. uh, George. Kirby. George is like a, I'd say he's like a mad scientist. I mean, there's, I know it's two words, but we'll call it like a hyphenated word. Yep. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up for a moment, just quickly. How, if you, if you <laughs> which player on your staff, which pitcher, would you least like to get crossed up with? <laughs> over under that was suggested to me by one of your teammates ty france oh, three steals over under under that's a very confident answer too. do you know how many steals he has in his major league career three zero zero <laughs> he says he's gonna get three bags this year i Bigger bases? No shot. No <laughs> shot. How no. many steals do you have in your major league career? One. One. So you have more steals than yeah, I did. Yep. I did. I, uh, I stole third one time last year against the Padres. Okay. More steals this year, Cal Raleigh or Ty France? Cal Raleigh for sure. <laughs> I mean, Ty, Ty is definitely, I mean, he gets on base and everything. It's great, but I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be still in the bags Why is year. he so slow? 
I don't know. Maybe uh, when you can hit like that, you don't need to be it fast. Matter. It don't matter. He can. That guy rakes, right. and it don't matter. That's enough instigating. I've done instigating. <laughs> okay, my last one. Big dumper. You like it? Love it. <laughs> Your mom like it? Is she is she coming around on it? She's coming around slowly but surely. <laughs> you know, that's got to be tough for a mom. I mean, she never thought her kid would be called Big Dumper. So <laughs> you blame Kelnick for this? I mean, he did start it, but at this point, you got you got to embrace it, love it, right? Yep. I mean, hey, you got to ask him. I mean, we have one minute. What? Ask him about the the school because you were so impressed. Oh, with that. I just I I pulled him aside off the air and I just said, man, that was one of the coolest things to go to their school. Why did he do that? Um. You know, seeing them do that and chant my name and them watching the game in class and how much it meant to them, you know, I thought it would be really cool to kind of give back. And, you know, that's something that kids, you know, will never forget. You know, I know if I was a kid, if that happened and I would be through the roof, I mean, I'd be so excited and jacked up and. You know, it's always good to give back. Jason, Jason, Jay Veritek came to your school. That'd be so cool. Yes, I might be awesome. pissed myself. I'm glad you didn't. That. I'm glad you didn't ask him about getting married. That was good. No, nice no, restraint uh, there, Brock. No, We're very proud of you. Yeah, thank you, Cal. Great job, man. It's great, uh, great getting to catch up with you. Continued good luck, man. We're looking forward to watching this year. And Justin is going to try to stay away, although he would really like to be your roommate. We'll just sort of uh, we'll, we'll let we'll you talk go. Later. Right, there we go. See you, man. Thanks. Thanks, thank Cal. You. Yeah, so um, he's fun and has completely changed in the course of a year. Yeah. I mean, he was not like that a year ago. I honestly believe he gave more words in his first answer than in a whole interview last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, just completely different. Well, he reminded. Confidence. Yeah, well, gosh. and when he said, yeah, I mean, last year's totally different. Last year, there were three of us vying for the spot, competing in spring training in the start of the year, right? You're kind of reminded like, oh, yeah, that's right. That catcher position was pretty unsettled. Yeah, Luis Torres. Just 12 months ago. Just 12 months ago. And now, in many ways, a... I don't know, depth-wise, if it's a position of strength. You know, Tom's got to come back and improve that he can stay healthy, but he has made it a position of strength. So I told you, man, I've been sitting on a few different things here. Over- Let me just finish up with Cap yeah. before you, because I know you're Well, he's one of them. Okay. He's the biggest one. I was going to say, because when we were talking about concerns earlier with Shannon, the other one that might pop up is Cal's thumb, right? And sort of heard some rumblings that maybe it's not 100%, et cetera. We'd heard some of that. I'll tell you, if there's one thing that gives me confidence that none of that is true and that he's doing just fine, it's not him saying so, because I think we know what that's worth. It's him hitting that double yesterday right-handed. Yeah. Right? That's the swing that hurt him last year was the right-handed swing. Left-handed wasn't as big a problem. It was right-handed. When I saw that ball nearly go out yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah. okay. It's not just He's fine. all right. Yeah. It's yeah. good to see. Well, he he's the one that uh, is my biggest surprise in five days down here. If you would have said to me, who is it when you guys go to these games? I think we've been to four of them this week. Who is it when they're introduced? And he's played not in all four of them, but he's played in two of the four, including his first one on Monday. Who is going to be the player that when they're introduced in the starting lineup or they come up to bat that is going to draw the biggest cheer from the Mariner fans down here in Peoria? And heck, even when we were down at Camelback, right? And the Mariner fans had traveled down there on Monday to watch them against the White Sox. Who, who's going to be the player? Is it going to be Luis Castillo that started? Is it going to be Julio Rodriguez that is you know one of the faces of baseball? Who's it going to be? There is no question in every game that we have been to, the loudest cheer was for Cal Raleigh. Yesterday, we were leaving the ballpark, and I pulled a Mike Heward. Uh, you know, this is when my kids say, oh, now you're acting like Grandpa. Because we were leaving, there was some traffic, and I noticed uh, a couple Mariner fans in the vehicle next to us. Their window was down, so I rolled my window down and just kind of played dumb. And said, hey, you know, how was the game? Oh, great. Mariners won late. You know, awesome. I said, hey, who's your favorite player? Who's your favorite Mariner? And both of them said, 
Cal Raleigh. Interesting. And then they threw in the big dumper. Yeah, the big we dumper. The they big like dumper. saying that too. Yep. We love <laughs> sure we, we love the the big dumper. And these are older Mariners fans. They uh, the two of them, I'm gonna guess, have watched a bunch of baseball yeah. over the years and but it's relatable, I think, for a lot of folks, right? Certainly the blue collar nature and the way he handles his business. He's the catcher, right? And that's the storied position and every baseball movie, right? I mean there, there's something to that as mm-hmm. well. The Bull Durham, the major league, all of that. But I, I, he had the moment. He did. At, at the end of the day, he had the moment. Look, who's going to be the most popular Mariner? It's Julio Rodriguez. I mean, he, he's, he's got everything in place to be a star. When I was over by the fence, Moore and I were over there a few minutes ago, and this woman came over and just, des- you know, like breathlessly whoever like stepped foot in New England. Yes. That, like, I've turned into a devil with goat horns or something. But... He reminds me of Jason Veritek, sorry. Yeah. And to hear him say, yeah, that's who I modeled my game after. That was my favorite player. He had a goatee. Right. I mean, but like, his face lit up. I thought it was really so endearing that when you talked to him about going to visit those kids at the school, you said, what if Jason Veritek would have yeah. come to And he still, to this day, now that he's a famous major leaguer, was like, oh, my God, that would have been so cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I would have been so excited. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, very, very cool. I'll, I'll tell you another thing. Um, Ichiro's got to be studied. <laughs> I, I just, I'm trying to understand. He's going to be 50. Okay, he's going to be 50 here soon. I think he's 40, 49. He is here all day. All day. Every day. He, he, he walks in. He, he puts on the uniform, the whole deal. He's out there shagging balls. Getting some stretches in. He's stretching. He's working out. He's Permanent throwing. Figure. He didn't leave here yesterday until, I don't know, 4 o'clock. He's not the first to arrive. No. But he's the last to leave. Yes. Every day. It's crazy. What is he doing? He's stretching. <laughs> I know. He spends a good two hours every day stretching. Would you say he has half a billion in the bank? Probably. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably. between his years. the endorsements he's still doing in Japan. Yes. Right. Between, yeah, he's probably got a billion in the bank. And he's here every day. In uniform. I, I, I just, it, it, there, there's not. And a, a custom Mariners colored <laughs> Louis Vuitton backpack. <laughs> that is the uh-huh. most uh-huh. impressive part of this thing to me. I'm, I'm trying to think of even any kind of comparable of a superstar, well, I, of a Hall of Famer. Not a superstar, but, but I'll, I'll make another Boston reference to my early days. Oh, great. There. Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, Boston boy. <laughs> Johnny Pesky, until the day he died, Ichiro's caliber of player. I mean, right. he's a very good player, but he was not a Hall of Famer. He didn't have a billion. But they bank. have the pesky pole named after right. him still. He was part, a big part of their legacy. I mean, he was a major part mm-hmm. of their legacy. And he would get dressed and be with the team every single day. Yeah. Forever. I, I mean, a lot of these guys. You got to see a lot of old, naked Johnny Pesky <laughs> in a way that you yeah. do not no, want no, to try no to experience okay. possible. No, okay. thanks. I mean, Edgar's here, right? And, and he's in coaching gear. And Dan Wilson's here. And he's, he's putting catchers through these drills. And, yep. and Alvin Davis is here in coaching gear. These guys are all here. And junior will be here. And yep. Junior will be here. But you know what they're not? They're not in uniform. Out running around and looking like they could still play. And throwing the ball and doing long toss and lifting and doing BP and throwing BP and like in full uniform. Yeah. All day. I mean, it is just, uh, and I hope this isn't, I'm not being derogatory. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Psychologically, it's blowing my wires. Yes. Like, Tom, I, Do you ever think there's people around here thinking the same about you? Probably. You're, you're on break sure. from the radio broadcast doing wall sits and pull-ups. Uh, or, uh, what is he doing? Yeah. Like, just, does he know he doesn't play? Any? <laughs> Has anybody just, told him that he doesn't play? I don't think they have. <laughs> no, Brock. Oh. <laughs> him either. I, I just, it, it, honestly, it just you know, as a psych major and everything else, and abnormal psychology was my favorite class. 
trying to figure out like how does all and this isn't just for two weeks you know the, the, the people pay a lot of money to do like camp right in february before these guys get here these dream camps every where they day. get to come down every day forever he's here every day forever it's, it's, all it's, season long it's truly remarkable all right uh let's see we've got one hour left in uh, our- real quick before you go to break because we've been getting quite a few messages people wanted to see kyle on video because we recorded that yesterday it's uh, going to be up on youtube shortly okay, yes so go to the uh, seattle sports youtube page nice first of all you should already subscribe there but if you haven't go do that and you can see cal there you'll be able to see logan gilbert there logan's going to be with us at 9 30 instagram that's as well that we already taped so that's a couple ways you can uh see those as well so look one one final hour left okay. we've got i got I two said, more takeaways all right well good that's what i wanted <laughs> to go around the table here next before we get busy before we end up with you know logan gilbert and then larry salk finishing out the day or finishing out our week i like to kind of go around the table with some observations yes from you brock and me but specifically from more and justin for whom more of this was her first justin is second kind of like to see some of their observations as well right so. on cue each row in full uniform <laughs> stretching to your left he can't it's help it. incredible he, he can't help it thanks to alaska airlines thanks to kitsap credit union we'll be right back it's brock and salk sales sports on 710 and seattlesports.com